Hi everyone, it's uh, good to kind of see you and kind of be with you this morning. Um, let's pray before we uh, think more about uh, what, we, what we just read. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you um, that it is good and true. Um, Lord, please teach us something from your word today um, and help us to apply it to our lives. Uh, humble us, Lord, and uh, open up our ears and hearts. Uh, and challenge us um, by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I am a uh, big fan of Facebook Marketplace. Uh, If you don't know what uh, Facebook Marketplace is, it's basically like eBay or Gumtree, but it's on Facebook. You um, can buy and sell things. Um, it's, It's just great. Why I love it so much is because I have a bit of a rule for myself that if I'm going to buy something fun or out of the ordinary, I have to sell uh, something to help pay for it. Um, So occasionally you'll catch me selling things on Facebook. Uh, Generally, I don't really look into how much uh, my stuff is worth. And normally I I value it quite highly because it's my stuff. And so I'll, I'll put it up on uh, Facebook Marketplace and I uh, kind of naively put it at a higher price. And in all honesty, when I overvalue my stuff like this, uh, it doesn't get sold that easily. And I slowly come to the realisation that the stuff that I'm trying to sell is not as valuable as I thought it was. So I end up reducing the price, hoping that someone will buy it. No one buys it, so I reduce it again. And then I end up selling it uh, at a a low cost. In my laziness, I kind of often don't really take the time to get the proper estimated value uh, of my stuff. It's a little bit like uh, Antiques Roadshow. If you're you're an avid uh, Antiques Roadshow fan, you'll know um, that uh, some people come in and they'll they'll bring in this painting and they'll be like, uh, yeah, I've got this super rare painting. It's from the Renaissance era. It's painted in the, uh, in the countryside of Italy. And I think it's worth $120,000, except they don't use dollars. They use pounds because they're British. Um, and so the antiques roadshow guys, uh, they get it. Um, they take it away and they have uh, a good uh, close look at it. They bring it back and uh, they go, oh, this painting was only actually painted 30 years ago. And it's only worth 50 bucks. And uh, you look at them and you, you kind of laugh at these people because uh, they, they really miscalculated uh, the value of their stuff. On the flip side, you have someone who brings in this hideous heirloom vase that was passed down to them. They bring it in and the antiques roadshow guys, they go, how much do you think it's worth? And they're like, I have no idea. And it ends up being worth, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you think, it's a hideous vase. How could it be so valuable? When it comes to the kingdom of heaven, uh, we all might value it differently. Some of us will value it quite highly and see it as uh, very important. Uh, Others will not value it at all. We won't see any value in it. But I suspect for most of us, our temptation is... Uh, to see the kingdom of something uh, of only vague importance. It's important, um, but it's 
uh, only one of many important things that we prioritize in our lives. The passage uh, that we just read should help us to consider how do we actually value the kingdom of heaven? How do we value uh, the kingdom of heaven? Uh, it's probably briefly uh, worth touching on uh, what actually is the kingdom of heaven. We know in this passage, it says in verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field. And then in verse 45, he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls and he finds this, this one pearl. And so we know in here, it's kind of like a treasure or a pearl. Um, but as well as this, the kingdom of heaven was this constant theme in the book of Matthew, uh, but especially in the parables. Uh, for many of the Jews in Jesus' time, they were expecting that the Messiah would come and establish a kingdom on earth, a good kingdom. The king who would be sent to save Israel would be a really good earthly king, much like David or Solomon, but just better. Uh, but when Jesus uses the term kingdom of heaven, it suggests that when Jesus uh, started his ministry and said, repent for the kingdom of heaven uh, is near, it meant that Jesus was bringing about something much uh, bigger than an earthly kingdom. Rather, this kingdom that Jesus was bringing in uh, was a kingdom that was going to extend beyond earth. It's important to note that Jesus wasn't just talking about a kingdom as this kind of uh, vague spiritual realm, but it was an actual kingdom a kingdom with people in it and a ruler. Uh, those people were his, his people, people that followed and trusted him, and he uh, was the ruler. God uh, was the ruler. So the kingdom of heaven uh, wasn't just a kingdom for us uh, here on earth, here and now, and for the Jews back then, no. Uh, it was a kingdom that extended beyond earth and into eternity uh, under the rule of God. Uh, the text we're looking at today has much more to say about the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus helps us to understand why sharing uh, these stories, these parables um, about a treasure and a pearl and the people that find them. The way both uh, of these men respond to uh, the precious items that they find uh, and the way they react to uh, their discoveries uh, should tell us how we should respond to the discovery of the kingdom of heaven. And firstly, I think we learn something from uh, the merchant and uh, the search that he goes on. Uh, read with me in verse 45 and 46. If you've got a Bible there, keep it open. Uh, it says this, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Notice that this merchant, which is someone like a wholesaler or a retailer, uh, he is looking for fine pearls. And when he finds one of high value, he goes and sells everything he has for it. He didn't sell everything he had for a dud pearl. Uh, no, he sold everything for this one perfect pearl. Um, we recently bought a car, which was pretty exciting for us. Um, and the search for a car took us a while. And my tendency um, is uh, when it comes to buying things, it's just to kind of buy the first thing that pops 
up that's kind of vaguely what we want. And uh, we, we'd found this car and it, it looked all right. The, the pictures were good. It was a slightly newer model of the car that we wanted. And I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be a great car. We went and looked at it. Uh, we took it for a test drive. We got in and it absolutely stunk inside. It was disgusting. It wasn't cleaned very well. Uh, had some problem in the controls on the inside of the car. Uh, and it was a touch uh, above our price range. Uh, but I got in the car and I said, oh, I think Eloise, yeah, we should, we should get this car. Um, and Eloise is my wife. And she said, uh, Tim, Tim, just be patient. I think we'll find something better. I don't, I don't like being patient. I, we, could, we could clean it up. We could, uh, the smell would uh, eventually go away, I'm sure. We could, get, uh, we could get it fixed up, make it look good. Um, but no, Eloise said, just be patient. And so I agreed. All right, well, we'll be patient. We'll keep looking. We go and see another car. Same deal. Not great. Uh, it wasn't even the model car that we were kind of looking at. It was, uh, it was a bit expensive as well, but I'm like, oh, that'll do. Let's just get that. No, be patient, Tim. Be patient. Okay, I'll be patient. And eventually, we go and see this car. Uh, it was a slightly older model than, than what we were looking at, but had really low Ks. It had been really well looked after. The guy had uh, proof that uh, it had been serviced regularly. Uh, had, uh, uh, it was really clean. It smelt good inside. Um, and it was even a touch below our price range. It was the perfect car for us. We just hit the nail on the head on this car. Um, it would have been a pretty foolish move for me to go and just take these cars that we'd found earlier and just go with them. It was worth the wait to get, find this uh, perfect car. When the merchant found this pearl of high value, he snatched it up. He took it straight away. The kingdom of heaven is one of many options of things that we can have or be a part of. The world offers us so much. Um, we can give our whole lives to the search of wealth or the perfect job or the biggest house or um, a, a big following even. Um, we might mix um, the things that we like in, say, Buddhism with some of the things in our Christian faith. Um, we might search our whole lives for peak health and fitness. I know for most of you, you're not really choosing between um, one or the other. You're not choosing between Jesus or wealth or Jesus and Buddhism or Jesus and the perfect job. Um, but I think it can be said that Sometimes we can lose sight of the fact that the kingdom Jesus allows us to enter into is far better than anything in this world. Notice what Jesus says. When he found one of great value, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. When he found this one pearl, the man gave up everything. There's not a few good pearls out there. There is one and one alone. The kingdom of God is that one valuable item that should really pique our interest. Uh, it should pique our interest above anything else in this world. The kingdom of heaven is that standout pearl that should catch our eye. But why should it pique our interest? Why should uh, it make us give up everything we have? Why uh, should it catch our eye? Because it's something of great worth. 
So let's take a look at the worth, the worth of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, When we look at this parable, it's pretty clear uh, that the treasure and the pearl are worth uh, a lot because of what the merchant and the man actually do when they discover uh, these items. It says, when uh, the man found the treasure in the field, Jesus says, uh, he hid it. And in his joy, went and sold everything he had and bought that field. And when the merchant found the perfect pearl, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. So the pearl and the treasure are both so valuable that for the guys that found them, they gave up everything for it. Jesus said that the man sold all he had and the merchant sold everything he had. I find it hard to imagine almost anything in this world that I would go and sell all my possessions for. I thought, "Mm, not really that into Ferraris. I don't really need a big house and I still need um, cutlery and um, stuff to eat with. So no, there's not much that I would uh, give up all my possessions for, but I, I I think that's the point. You'd have to be so desperate to want these items because they're of such high value. What makes the kingdom of heaven worth so much? Why is the kingdom so valuable? Well, it's, uh, it's of such high value because God himself is in the kingdom and God himself rules in this kingdom. It's a good and precious thing to be in the kingdom of heaven because uh, we're under the rule of God. And if we know God, we'll know that he is good. He has created us. He has given us life. He sustains life. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is just. He is holy and perfect. He's the giver of all things good. He blesses us in ways we can't even comprehend. He gives us everything we need. He wipes tears away. He stops death. He reconciles. He makes all things right. Being with God and being under his rule is a very good thing. It's precious. Look at the Garden of Eden. Everything was good because humanity was under the full rule of God. It was very good. This is the good and true God who we can be with in the kingdom of heaven. And yet, we're not actually worthy We're not worthy to be in the kingdom of heaven. We're not worthy to be in a relationship with God at all. We're not worthy to be in God's kingdom because we're sinful. We've all rejected God. Uh, We've all rejected his rule. And we've ruled in our own kingdoms. We've pursued lives where we rule instead of God. And because of this, we actually deserve to be excluded from the kingdom of heaven. We deserve death. And we deserve to be excluded from God and all the blessings uh, that he gives. Uh, But there is good news for us. And that is that by God's grace, he has allowed us to enter into the kingdom of heaven through Jesus. We're able to enter the kingdom of heaven because Jesus has died the death that we deserve. When Jesus died in our place and rose again, he opened up the kingdom Uh, for all of us, all of us uh, who are unworthy to enter. When we repent and we uh, put our trust and our faith in Jesus, 
we can enter the kingdom of heaven. God has been so good. He has been so gracious because he lets sinners uh, like me and like you, uh, those who have turned their backs on him, he allows them to enter into his kingdom, a kingdom of great value. So you've searched, uh, you've stumbled across the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you see that it is of uh, great value. It's a, it's a standout thing. Um, it's a standout thing amongst everything else on offer. You see it's of great value, but now what? Now what? Well, let's look at how the man and the merchant responded in these parables. Let's consider the response. When the man found the treasure, it says he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought the field the treasure was in. And when the merchant found the pearl of great value, uh, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Both these men sold everything they had. Which we've already said, uh, which we've already learned, uh, tells us something about the extreme value uh, of the treasure and the pearl. But I think there's more to it uh, than just showing the value of the items. The response of the two men tells us something about their desire for the items. Their response shows us that they see the treasure and the pearl as a priority. Not, not a priority, but actually the priority not a priority in the mix of other priorities, but they see this as the number one priority. They don't care about anything else because they actually go out and sell everything else uh, just to get this one thing. Uh, Because they see these items as so important, they wholeheartedly commit themselves to obtaining these precious items. And they do this at the cost of everything. They leave all their old possessions behind so that they can snatch up these precious items. Uh, If we see the kingdom for what it is, if we see it as a precious treasure or a special pearl, a standout thing that we should really want, uh, then we will be like the men in this parable. We will make the kingdom of heaven our one priority. And therefore, we will wholeheartedly commit ourselves to it. And we should do this at the cost of leaving everything behind. I don't think this necessarily means we have to go out and sell all of our stuff. Um, But what what does it mean? I think it means reconsidering all the other pursuits and priorities we might have. What do I mean by other pursuits? I think I mean little things like uh, feeling like we're going to miss out on things here on earth. Um, You know, like uh, I'm getting older, I haven't haven't seen France yet, and I'm going to miss out on seeing the Eiffel Tower. I'm not saying it's bad to go to France. God's created a good world that we can go and see and experience. Um, But what I am saying is I I think sometimes in life we can feel like we're going to miss out on things in this world. And so we spend our whole lives pursuing all this stuff. We're never missing out on things when we have the kingdom of heaven. We're never missing out on things when we have the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't matter if you never get to France. It doesn't matter if you never get to the Grand Canyon. It doesn't matter if you never get to go to Rome. 
So it's worth considering, is my desire to go to France, is my desire to build a house or eat the best food or get the best grades, has this uh, become the number one priority in my life? Is it squashing out opportunities for me to serve God well? Am I making myself ruler in my own kingdom? Consider what this means for you. What are you pursuing more than the kingdom? It might not be wealth or travel. It could be anything. I I don't know what it is for you. So consider it. Think about it. Where do my priorities lie? Am I placing things uh, of more in, in, am I placing all this other stuff uh, more importantly in my list of priorities than the kingdom of heaven? If we're part of the kingdom of heaven, we're heading toward life forever with God himself. It's a guarantee. Uh, Other pursuits in life aren't guaranteed to satisfy, but uh, the kingdom of heaven that we can be a part of now and into eternity, uh, it's sure to satisfy every inch of our being. When the man found the treasure, it says, in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. The pursuit of the kingdom of heaven uh, is a joy. And I think it, it really frees us. It frees us because we already have the best thing that we could ever have. We don't need to spend our whole lives here on earth pursuing other things on earth because we already have the perfect best treasure uh, now. We have it now and there's more to come in the new creation. Uh, we've been watching the Olympics a fair bit and uh, you know, Pete already touched on this a little bit and in the intro. Um, and one thing that we've noticed is that when people win and they get the gold medal, uh, they say things like, I've worked my whole life for this. I've sacrificed everything. It's taken its toll on, on me and my family. Um, it's meant I've missed out on so much of my life, but it's all been worth it. It's all been worth it. Uh, for the gold medal. These uh, Olympians who win, they sacrifice so much. They give so much because they believe that getting the gold medal is important. They believe it's worth a lot. Their desire, their energy, their efforts are all put into getting this gold medal. If we see the kingdom of heaven as important, as a precious and valuable treasure, which it is, uh, we will have this drive. We will have this motivation to put all of our uh, efforts and energy into the kingdom because we believe it's important. Pursue the kingdom of heaven alone. Make it your number one priority. Be careful that you respond appropriately to the precious and valuable gift of the kingdom. In the parable, the two men give up everything because they saw that there was great value in the treasure and the pearl. It was their sole focus. For us, the kingdom of heaven must be our sole focus too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have given us uh, the good and gracious gift of entry into your kingdom by the blood of Jesus. 
Lord, this is a precious and valuable gift. Help us to see it as it is and help us to value it above everything else. Help us to make the kingdom of heaven our number one pursuit, our number one priority. In Jesus' name, amen.